0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Weird World Podcast. My name's Carrie.
1: Oh, I'm Jack. I'm Dean.
0: I'm Aaron. And Dean's going to lead us in a little discussion about something weird.
1: It is pretty weird. It's actually a very entertaining story. Should oh. hope so. hope you enjoy it. It's very strange, too. It has multiple strangeness. It's but is it weird? Yeah, it is. Okay, it is. Absolutely. First, I want to acknowledge, by the way, a, a note on sources. Basically, this comes from two books. One is the actual autobiography of the subject himself. The other is a book called A Gallows Guest List by Graham Farrell, which Uh recounts Mm -hmm. it. Um, It's a good book. um, Good title. Give it a buy. It's about hangings in the 18th century England. There's There's a lot of those to go around. Quite a bit of those.
0: Real good pick-me-up.
1: Yeah, Good one to add (laughs) to the coffee table. Not with you having guests, maybe not. Oh, I see you're interested in hangings. Interesting. Mm. So, Ambrose Gwinnett is well, the subject of our story. That's a good well, name. The ass name. That's a great name. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ambrose
0: just, you, um, you don't meet many Ambroses. Yeah. These yeah. Well, it's very be, dramatic.
1: We're gonna meet one day. Sounds
0: like an HBO character.
1: Oh, yeah, yes. Sabrina. Yes. Well, it is a Sabrina character. Ambrose? Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. He Sabrina was ha- the Teenage Witch? In the new one. <laughs> oh, huh.
1: He was having a nice breakfast in <laughs> 1710 in Deal, County Kent, England. When a couple of three constables suddenly burst into the public house owned by his sister where he is having breakfast, they seized him. They found a guinea coin, whatever that is, and a pen knife that did not belong to him. In fact, they belonged to one Richard Collins. That was the man that Ambrose had shared a bed with the previous night. Not what you think. It was very normal. It was, they did. It was just bed sharing back in the day.
0: Scarce bed supply? Yes. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> that that Was he gay? No, no. As far as we know. Not yeah. a lot of beds. Yeah. It was just a bed thing, not a mm. gay thing. That man, Richard Collins, was now missing, and there were was blood in the room they had shared. What? Uh-oh. Ambrose Gwinnett was, Gwinnett was arrested for robbery and murder. I mean, yeah. He had a date with the gallows that would turn out to be one of the strangest stories ever told. So I'm going to tell it to you. Huh. We'll start with when Ambrose Gwinnett was born in Canterbury. Canterbury? Canterbury? Ooh. I have always said Canterbury. 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 England in about 1689 or so.
0: Worcestershire.
1: Worcestershire. He had a sister. His father was a hops dealer. Oh. Back oh. <laughs> in my own heart. Big fan oh of hops. Oh my God. I like dealer. Yeah. yeah. He actually made a pretty good living because he gave Ambrose a an education. He could read and write, which for the time was mm. not universal by any He'd stretch. Work. He was apprenticed, Ambrose, at the age of 16 to an attorney named George Roberts in Canterbury. Ooh. He, Ambrose took to the work, he enjoyed himself, and for five contented years, he was George Roberts' apprentice. I guess learning the trade to be a lawyer, I think. step I don't.
0: that yeah. pussy up.
1: What? Oh, My
0: <laughs> God! <laughs> I thought He's a lawyer. That's
1: multi-interpret. I can interpret that in many ways, but I don't know what you said. What you said go step okay. that hmm. pussy up. Okay. It seems like is there a comma or no? <laughs> no, no, it's someone. On <laughs> all right, all right. One. I thought
0: you said step dad <laughs> pussy
1: up. Yeah, comma <laughs> pussy up. Right. It didn't make it. Makes no sense without the comma, but still.
0: Look at him go. Yeah, okay. All it's right, all right. gonna pass the bar.
1: He's never going to pass the bottles. I'll just give oh you a hint no. right now. In 1710, when Ambrose was 21, Whoop. his sister, who Ambrose, by the way, does not name. He <laughs> never, oh. never gives her a name in his account.
0: Well, she's just a girl, so it I doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. He,
1: she's, she she's plays a girl. fairly big role in the, in the beginning of the story here. She never, he never actually says her name that I read. He She had been married to about a year to a man named Sawyer. Sawyer was a successful quote, seafaring man and who had, quote, got considerable prizes. Basically, he was a crewman on a privateer that had captured a valuable French ship and they Mm. split the spoils. Privateering, by the way, it basically meant legal pirate, just like private equity does today. Uh 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 (laughs) Social commentary. Bring (laughs) it up. Uh Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Regardless, though, his sister's 200-pound dowry from their father and the money her husband had from his pirating days they used that to set up a public house in Deal, in Kent, which is about 17 miles, 16, 17 miles as the crow flies from Canterbury. Yes. Well, what exactly is a public house? A pub. A, a pub, basically. Okay. But, but oh. typically, they served food, drink, mm. and, and uh, hotel. Have a hotel. Oh. I was gonna say, yeah, and yeah. in. Oh, like was the what I had time in those old timey
0: movies when you see the people go in and they're uh-huh. like, and I offer you a bowl of stew.
1: <laughs> and, and a, a room. Stew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, you had stew. You had whatever they cooked because you didn't order anything. You literally oh, no. whatever they're cooking that night, that's what you had. You had some oh, yeah. some booze. You had a, an ale, mead, and then you I'll just give it to you. Shared a bed you. with a stranger upstairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very, God, y'all, very
0: often everybody had bed bugs. Yeah, oh
1: yeah, And if you had to go to the bathroom, it was in an outhouse out in the back of privy. So, which by the way, will figure prominently in our story. oh uh-oh. Bring so. It up. Deal is a small town at the southeastern tip of England. It looks over Calais across the English Channel. It's about 17 miles or so from Canterbury, 19 miles if you take the A-257 through Sandwich, which I'm assuming Ambrose probably (laughs) did not because it didn't exist yet. (laughs) Through Sandwich. (laughs) At the time, Deal was a busy port town. Though it's completely exposed to the ocean, it's not a natural harbor at all. It had this area called the Downs just offshore. It basically, is that area between the, the actual shoreline and a big old sandbar. And so it made that stretch of water very calm. And so basically, it was used as a port. Ships would go in there and anchor, in the very calm sort of protected, semi-protected water and unload and offload the cargo, whatever. So it was an important port. And by the way, there's a reason I'm telling you this. I'll get to that in a minute. Important.
0: Important.
1: His... Ambrose's sister's public house was near Deal, and and was I, I guess I, it's kind of weird because they talk about going into Deal from his sister's public house. So apparently, it wasn't right in Deal. Maybe let's let's assume it was on the outskirts of Deal. So it's the fall of, of seventeen ten. So Ambrose accepts one of his sister's frequent offers to come and stay with she and her new husband for a little bit. So he, Ambrose sets out for Deal. He left on September seventeenth, seventeen ten, on foot. Yikes. Google Maps oh, says it would take a walk of about five and a half hours. Oh, Jesus, that's not so bad. Stay Ill. Um. Okay, yeah. Can you <laughs> imagine doing uh, that fucking these days? Uh, I'm going to go mm. um, visit some friends 17 miles away. Do I need a ride? No, no, I'll walk. I'm fine. No.
0: Well, but, I'm sure sorry, there are carriages, right? He...
1: Yeah. I know, but he walked. But yeah. It you just mean, seems That's what insane. people did in the day. Is that like five really and a half hours field? No, it's not even close. <laughs> it's I only 17 know. miles. Come on. It's, like, <laughs> it's like going it's down like here downtown. to
0: downtown.
1: Midtown. Yeah, no, downtown. That's, that's some right. shit
0: Jeep would do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. That's, that's like 200 miles or 300. Close. You're in the range there. So, <laughs> even for a time when almost everybody walked everywhere, Ambrose was delayed on his route and he didn't get to the outskirts of Deal until it was really late in the day or at night by then, I guess, and he was really tired. I'll well, betcha. Quote, I was so tired, being unaccustomed to that way of traveling, that had my life depended upon it, I would not have got so far as my sister's that night. Little did he know that his life very well did depend on it. Dun, dun, dun. So, he decides to seek other lodgings. And here's the thing, um, Deal is not that big a town, even now. How far could he have been from his sister's, but he's so where he's going to stay for free, by the way. Yeah, but he's so so exhausted he has to find a place to sleep right then and pay for it. And I don't know. It just seems a little murky to me, but whatever. Okay. As luck would have it, though, on this day in 1710, the harbor was loaded with naval ships from Her Majesty's Queen Anne's fleet because Britain was at war with Spain and France. So, there were some, they not? I know, exactly. At this time, it's like, eh, that's called Wednesday. Truly. So there, it was really busy. There were was, was sailors staying in all of the public houses. Plus, this was the day of the, where was it, the half yearly fair. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Because this was pre-Netflix when you had to just think up things continuously mm-hmm. to not die of boredom. So they're having a half yearly fair and the Navy in there. He could not. So he couldn't find an empty bed, quote, for love or money. He likes oh, cliches, by the way. He loves cliches in his, his account. He has a lot of, although maybe when he wrote it, they weren't cliches. I don't know. Maybe they were. So he tries the closest inn. It's called the New Inn because, you know, they're good new. at naming mm-hmm. things.
0: <laughs> they're very, very clever. No, it was new.
1: And he was told, nope, we're full up, move along. Huh. So then he went, quote, house to house asking for lodging. What? I'm not sure if that means public house to public house, but the, the context and the way he said public house every time he meant an inn. He just now he says he went house to house. So he's huh. literally, I think, knocking on doors. Hi, can yeah. I stay here? I've got money. Yeah. Uh, yes. Early Airbnb, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? Hi. Shockingly, he was refused everywhere he went. <laughs> yeah. Know, no thanks. So he Probably finally with went a back. Gun. What? Probably with a gun a few <laughs> times too. Shit. He fought pitchfork. This is seventeen ten. Oh, that's true. A musket, yeah. At most, say. a musket. He finally went back to the new inn and he wormed his way. He said, "Can I just crash on your sofa by the fire? I'll be out of you here in the morning." So they said yes. As luck would have it, and by that I mean terrible, terrible luck, he got to talking with the publican and his wife. They were Mister, Mister, and Missus Collins, and he happened to mention his sister, and she and her husband had had this other public house nearby. And wouldn't you know it, but hey, we know your sister and her husband. They're friends of ours. And she says, you know what? Well, they're good people. So the publican's wife sympathizes with him and says, oh, let me just see about a whole bed situation. I'll be right back. So she goes, she comes back. She says, here, come follow me. She takes him to the parlor. And in there is a middle-aged man, already dressed, by the way, in his nightclothes. He's like ready for bed. <laughs> he's, nice. in there, he's in there and he's, he's sitting by the fire, quote, reckoning money at a table. I think I mean, he's just counting his money.
0: Reckoning Was that right something four, huh?
1: in the something you yeah, do in 1710 in England? So this was her uncle. His name was Richard Collins. He was a boatswain hmm. on one of the ships anchored in the harbor. So she asked him if Ambrose could share his bed that night, given that he was a friend of her brother's, and he was really tired. And Collins was the only one in the inn who was not already sharing his bed. So oh. everybody oh was God. sharing. These are strangers yeah. who are sharing a bed. Now, again, bed sharing was a common practice at the time. Uh, really, almost, almost to the 20th century, bed sharing was not unheard of in England. Yikes. With, with strangers. Uh, today, of course, it'd be a scandal. Can you imagine? Holiday yeah. yeah. Inn says, okay, but could you share? Even if they said, you can share a room? You'd shit your yeah. pants and leave. But no. share a bed with someone. I don't care if it's head to toe. It's not going to happen. And But, if we had still done the bed sharing thing, we would have no planes, trains, and automobiles. That's true. So, RIP John Candy. I love John Candy. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So, common or not, the uncle, Richard Collins, like, he's going, I don't know. Come on, man. Seriously. He mentioned that she knew, the publican's wife, that he had been out of order, which meant sick that day, and he had been bled that day, Ew. which meant he'd be he'd been treated by a doctor in the normal way because medicine was pretty much completely crackery, crackery up until mid-20th century. It was utter bullshit. Uh, come on. Come on, man. Medicine was atrocious. It's, weird it's shocking cat. how recent medicine actually got professionalized. Yes. Trust me. And even today, we still have Dr. Oz. Mm-hmm. Dr. Drew. Take it, Dr. Oz, you douche. Still, the uncle finally said, okay, fine. I'll do it. I'll share my bed. They chatted for a bit by the fire and Collins. Finished up counting his money, put it in either a canvas bag or, if you believe Farrell, he put it in a money belt. There's a lot of discrepancies, by the way, on on these. And I typically am following the actual autobiography from Ambrose Gwinnett, not the work from Farrell. And it's, it's shocking how often they disagree. But yeah. anyway, so either a canvas bag or a money belt. They went upstairs to go share a bed. So Ambrose hits the pe- pillow and just he's asleep. Boom. Out like a light. Sadly, though, it was not to be a pleasant night. You don't know why? Why? Because he woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning with, quote, the colic attended with the most violent gripes.
0: Mm. Do I want to know?
1: It's gas and horrific stomach cramps. So he was in a bad way. Basically, that's what gripes are today. Today, you just say, you know, let me go spray the toilet, and I'll be right back. I'll be fine. But But lava. (laughs) You know What? (laughs) What? My. That was what they did. You're what they call
0: it? Grapes.
1: Yeah, I prefer gripes. gripes. Exactly. I prefer yeah. gripes. He figured, Ambrose figured, you know what? It was his ailment he thought was caused by, quote, some bacon and cabbage I had eaten the former day for dinner, after which I had drunk a large draft of milk. Ooh. Bitch, duh. I, uh, that was 18th century Taco Bell. You think you're not going to have yeah. some gripes? Yeah. Making sauerkraut gross. in your colon. <laughs> <issues. She knows, laughs> yeah, basically
0: you in your gut. <laughs> <dish. laughs> That's horrific. It with cabbage and meat, so he wakes up.
1: <laughs> I know. So he wakes up with these horrible, horrible stomach cramps. He knows what, what's going to come next. He finds, he, quote, found my chum awake. He just met this guy, uh. my chum. He found my chum awake and told him how he was feeling. So he begged the uncle, he says, he begged the uncle to direct me to the necessary. Loki. Which means. The, the outhouse. Party, that meant toilet. So Colin said the outhouse was in the garden behind the inn. But here's the catch. Literally, the latch doesn't work. The string is broken. So you need to like slide a knife in between shit. the door to open it up, to open the latch. Here's My pen knife is in my coat pocket. Grab it. Go down there. Do your business. Mm-hmm. And then <sighs> he went right back to sleep. Yeah. It's like the equivalent mm-hmm.
0: of like, the lock is broken. you got to keep shit with like, your foot on the door. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Basically, <laughs> yeah. So Ambrose goes and he rifles through the coat pockets and he finds the knife. But as he did so, a guinea, it's a coin, of Collins that he forgot to apparently stash fell out. Ambrose would write that it just sort of dropped into his hand in the dark. He didn't know what kind of coin it was, so he put that in the penknife in his pocket and rushed down to the outhouse, he he claims. But I looked it up. A guinea, you know what guinea is? A coin. It's a coin that's, you know, its value is? no nope. Or was? is not around anymore. It Two was pence. one pound plus one shilling. That is 21 shillings. It, what besides Why? being incredibly unuseful, yeah. that's like a twenty-one dollar bill. I mean, it makes zero sense. <laughs> it but besides that, it was pretty that's a lot of money though. Yeah. A pound was a, in 1710, that was a ton of money. In fact, I looked it up and twenty one shillings were the equivalent of eleven days wages for a skilled tradesman. Wow. So it was that's a significant a of amount of money. So he like just, he, accidentally he accidentally took a hundred dollar bill. Yes, at with more the a pen knife. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And okay, so he goes out there. His stomach, by the way, is wrecked because he's sitting on the privy for a solid half an hour. Yeah. He, I mean, his legs probably fell asleep. I imagine. Right? <laughs> so he cut, he gets back, finally goes back upstairs after doing his business, his horrific, horrific business, and he sees that Collins is not in the bed anymore. He calls out his name, gets no answer, and then quote took it for granted that he had withdrawn into some adjoining closet for his private occasions uh, you okay. tell me with i don't know what that means and i don't think i want to know what that what means what does that mean i i think i have an idea what do you masturbation? Thinking? i think so What That's, he
0: didn't I don't know tell what that us means. about that i know
1: why did he need to add that detail just so he wasn't there not said and then i went I to <laughs> sleep <laughs> and he absolutely did <laughs>
0: jesus christ
1: <laughs> All right. so i don't i'm not a, i'm not 100% sure but that's how I semi interpreted huh. it that way. There's no
0: footnotes in this book you read?
1: No. Mm-mm.
0: No, I, it's the
1: original. It's yeah. like on, I got it from the University of Toronto archive or something like that. Huh. And it was just the original. No, it's not annotated. Whatever, though. He figures, oh, you know what? More bed for me. He goes, gets back in bed and goes immediately to sleep. Okay. So when he woke up at six, six in the morning, Collins is still gone. No, nowhere to be seen. Per From Graham Farrell writes that he was, that he saw a little a little trail of blood spots leading from Collins's side of the bed to the door. Who says this? Graham Farrell. That's the book that the Gallows in oh, okay. that version of it. And, and Ambrose was kind of blasé about that, and he just figured Collins had gone back to his ship early and he was gone. Right in Ambrose's account, though. He does not mention anything about the blood spots at that point. So mm-hmm. so I I'll, I'll, I'll take that as I guess the correct. I have no idea how there are discrepancies because right. you can literally just read Ambrose's version and go with that, which is what I like I said I'm mostly doing that here. So regardless though, he already paid his tab for his half bed the night before Ambrose, so he just left and headed for his sister's place as he, as he planned. And by the way, another discrepancy. Ambrose, I'm sorry, Farrell says it wasn't Amber's sister, who owned the public house that he was going to visit, but his aunt. Huh. Again, I don't know. He's very clear as his sister and his brother in law. So yeah. it's weird.
0: So is his only thing he, the Gallows book is working from would be yes. this uh, autobiography? I, if, so. if he
1: had some other source, I didn't find it. So it's weird. weird. And you have access to the autobiography. So why would you? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Still, by Grand Pearl's book, is entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it. He's had, I've got a couple of his books. Ambrose has a nice breakfast with his sister. So he gets to his sister's place. He has that breakfast with his sister and his brother-in-law, and they're enjoying themselves about 11 o'clock now in the morning. They look at the window, and they see three men on horses galloping furiously toward the inn. Right, One of them dismounts, goes in, seizes Ambrose by the collar, and says, You are the Queen's prisoner. What? He says, What for? What did I do? But the man, and by the way, Farrell calls them constables. But I'm 99 percent sure there were no constables at this time. So there's dudes. Who, what? He's uh, probably be, just using the language of his own. Probably so.
2: Well, yeah. no, he
1: writes his own is like 2011. Oh really? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I didn't know. 2015, I think actually. So yeah, there were not. There were no constables until the most runners in the 1820s or something like that. So well, what was I mean, that? they were like night watchmen and stuff like that. But you know, basically, you had a complaint. You had some tough friends here is, which is like which is basically what's, what must have been happening here so three men come there seize him i don't know what authority they had maybe they were a, a magistrate said they could i don't know he
0: came in fast on horses
1: <laughs> yes yeah, and scared the it. shit out of it and they yeah. all wore the same thing and so, that always makes them anyone look <laughs> official <laughs> exactly so they took him back to deal and actually they took him right back to the new inn the place where uh, he had spent the night right at that time, Ambrose finally realizes one of the three men he captured him was the innkeeper himself.
0: Wow.
2: Who had seen
1: the people. I guess he, he dealt mostly with the innkeeper's wife, so he didn't see him that well, but he realized, hey, that's right, you're, you're the guy who owns this place. And when they got there, a mob was already forming and kind of like grumble, grumble, grumble because the murder, you know. Yeah. And the innkeeper's wife ran at Ambrose and cried, quote, "'O cursed wretch, what hast thou done? Thou hast murdered and robbed my poor uncle.'" I don't think they really talked like that, but that's yeah. that's the he gave that dialogue. She blamed herself for being so nice to him and getting him to bed. She didn't have to if she if he he just would have couch surfed. Her yeah. beloved uncle be alive right now. She begged him to say where he'd hid the money and where he had hid her uncle's body. Ending with quote Thou thou shalt be hanged on a gallows as high as a maypole. Ooh, mm-hmm. she wasn't far off. The men dragged Ambrose upstairs to the room that he had shared with Collins the night before right and the innkeeper dramatically whips back the co- the covers and everything and the sheet the pillowcase the um, bolster are all covered in blood so it's like oh shit and, and, and he writes they were quote died in blood wow Someone menstruation else. yeah <laughs> from Richard Collins <laughs> he
0: got his period <laughs> the,
1: the boat swain had his the middle aged yes. boatswain, swain male had his period oh my god so someone else in the inn who was that night said, hey, I also heard groans all night and I heard someone moving in and out of the room. And Collins was, I'm, I'm sorry, Ambrose is like, yeah, that was me. I had diarrhea. Huge. That <laughs> was was but they thought, oh, it was you killing him and, you know, covering up your tracks and going and hiding the body and stuff like that. Right. So, he's, you know, what about that cabbage and milk? Come on. They didn't believe him, though. Someone said, search him. So they did. They turned out his pockets and guess what they found?
0: The knife and the guinea,
1: the penknife and the guinea, guinea. Ouch. is it
0: Spelled like guinea, like the, the way guinea I, of the
1: country. Yeah, hmm. G U I N E A. I guess that's yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah guinea the pig. Yeah, yeah. guinea, guinea the pig. pig. Guinea pig. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Collins identified the penknife as belonging to her her uncle. And not only was Collins missing, but the money was missing as well. He was not on his ship. Ambrose was in a heap of trouble so they decided you know what he probably dumped the body there's a spring tide which i guess goes out strongly <laughs> so they figured he'd just <laughs> dump the body they'll never find the body it had been carried off they took him before before a justice of the peace where he was immediately indicted and quote suffered long and rigorous imprisonment in maidstone which was the county seat so they took him to maidstone Ooh. put him in the clink he's in trouble
0: hard labor
1: i don't know I don't, hard and rigorous I don't know what that means exactly. Can you yeah. imagine the conditions Making in jail? License, I oh really don't God. want to. Hey, you had rats. But you had your cockroaches. You had probably you probably in irons. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, you're just stone. On hay it's bales. awful. Yeah, just a bunch of lucky stone. luxury. Hey, yeah. luxury. When I've been so. <laughs> there you go, Kerosene Outlander.
0: I have a very good mental picture of what it probably looked like. Yeah, it was
1: bad. So, but his family and his boss remained by his side, and they took out an advertisement in the London Gazette. And it an offer a of reward if anyone could say, hey, I've seen Richard Collins. I don't care if dead or alive. We've seen him since that day. Please come forward, get some money. Uh-uh. No one came forward. No one had seen Richard Collins. Mm. So he had the penknife. He had the guinea. He had the missing man, the missing money, the blood in the bed, the noises in the night. Ambrose stood no chance. He was brought before the maiden, maidstone assizes. Whatever that is. The courts. They had courts that basically traveled
0: uh sizes so it's so like gonna yeah. be here in
1: two weeks we'll put you in. they they had an hour-long trial and you were hanged in a few days i mean they nice. knew their business all right that's like florida now so. <laughs> Yeah, basically. are you semi-literate we're gonna hang you so ambrose was found guilty his sentence was to be quote carried in a cart to the town of deal and there to be hanged before the innkeeper's door where i had committed the murder my god after which i was to be hung in chains within a little of my brother's house meaning his sister's house i mean (laughs) within a little that's that's like someone's this. oh my god
0: orchestrate (laughs)
1: this (laughs) that is so cold so we're gonna (laughs) hang you in front of the people where where you did the murder so they get vengeance i guess Mm -hmm. and then we're gonna put your and hang your body your dead body in front of your sister's house my god (laughs) (laughs) very cold Soon, though, even his friends didn't stand by him anymore and they thought he was guilty. In fact, the only time they, at this point that they would visit him, they'd visit him in order to implore him to admit his guilt wow. and save his soul, I guess.
0: Nice friends.
1: Uh, two days before he's be hung, he got his hopes up because they said, hey, we're going to take you down to the court. So they took him down there, and alas, sadly, psych, they were just there to measure him to oh. be irons that they would hang his dead body in the gibbet. <laughs> After they hung him, it was like, like, oh, what? oh! did you think you were getting... No, 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 no. We're just here to measure you. Uh, and he even had to wait. There was another condemned man there who was corpulent, let's say. And they had to, I guess, enlarge the chains and the hoops there to fit this guy's body. So he had to wait for that guy to finish his irons getting fitted for him before he can get fitted for his own irons. So at last the day comes, it's pouring rain. Terrible, windy, windy, rainy day. So the sheriff... Kind of whispers to the executioner, can you hurry it along? I'm going to get out of the rain. And so the executioner does. And they, boom, shove him off on the short drop. And Ambrose remembered very little of that other than, quote, something for a little appeared about me like a blaze of fire. Whatever now, that means. I found that interesting because it sounds, that sounds like for a little. go into the light. It sounds like a an eight, a seventeen ten near death experience kind of you know cliche Ruby. kind of thing to me. Huh. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They let him hang there for a half hour though. Ah just struggling. Rude. Yeah, oh yeah. As they did, Ambrose Thanks. was finally cut down, and they coated his body in calico. What's it's like an oily substance, oh, right? I'm assuming because right. the, the reason they Tandy did it was. Solution. Yeah, basically. To they set did him it, on fire? No, to Make preserve your body. Oh, oh gross. No, he's dead. Oh. He's dead. He's been hung already. Right? He's, oh, been, he's kind hanging of for training. half an you know? hour. No. Wait, this yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> Ambrose? <laughs> Ambrose. So they hang him for a half hour. They take the body down. They coat <laughs> it in calico because they're going to put him in chains in the gibbet, which is like a little cage. And they hang the ch- the cage out somewhere in the town, I guess by his sister's house. As a, a public, don't do bad things, and we won't. This won't happen to you, kind of thing. Can they I did ask it all the a time. Question? Yeah. Whatever.
0: When did he write his
1: book? Who? Yeah. Wait. it's a great question, actually. Archibald. Fact, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. Um, Hold on, Carrie. Hold doesn't on. Need to don't spoil any anything. So it's like a, it's like a warning to other townspeople: sure. yeah. don't commit crimes. They did it all the time with the people who they yeah. killed. So. I mean, that's, that's what they did, right? Uh, but here's the thing. that It was kind of embarrassing because the executioner had brought the wrong chains to put him in the gibbet. He bought it for the fat guy. And Aww. they had to stuff, like a sitcom, they had to stuff cloth and rags between his body and the chains to make it fit <laughs> so they can put him in the gibbet and hang him up. Wah, 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 wah. Anyway, la- later in the day, because you know we all love irony, Mr. Collins, who was the innkeeper, the publican, right, who owned the inn, the new inn, right, he sent a boy to fetch some milk for a group <laughs> that was having lunch in his inn. And it was a group of privateers who oh. were just in town, right? Yeah. So a group of privateers are having lunch, he sends a boy to get milk. Remember, this is the n- the new inn where his he spent the fateful night. The boy, of course, couldn't help taking a little detour to see the gibbeted corpse because, you know, kids. It's fun. Oh, cool. I mean, sure. What else is in there to look at? yeah. They didn't have Pokemon Go. <laughs> they didn't. They had dead people and gibbets. Mm-hmm. And just as he goes up face to face with a gruesome creature, the cloth falls away and his eyes suddenly bang open. <gasps> the kid, I mean, jump scare of all jump scares. The kid, I'm sure, shit himself and mm-hmm. then ran back to the inn. With the big old diaper full of shit. Probably. Probably <laughs> so. Oh, by the way, here's another discrepancy too because uh, ambrose i took this ambrose actually his story he says the boy was sent by his sister and worked at his sister's public house to get some milk Farrell has this story about it being the new inn yeah i like that better because the irony is i'm using that
2: yeah
1: <laughs> that's probably not true so the boy races back to the inn and he uh brings uh, several people back with him including some of the privateers right and the and mr collins the innkeeper and, and they chop down the gibbet and get him out of there, which, by the way, was a criminal offense. They actually shouldn't yeah. have done that, but they did. And the privateers take him. One of the privateers goes out to their ship and brings back the ship's surgeon and says, hey, we got this guy who's just hanged. Looks like he's alive. Come see if you can revive him. Very nice of them, I thought. I know. I'm well, yeah. Surprised.
0: Me too. Otherwise yeah, was... they didn't just
1: shoot him in the back yeah. of the head right there. You, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I end think. this story with a little a, a smaller substory, and it's more like that. We but anyway, the uh, doctor was able to revive Ambrose. Well through, he wasn't of course dead bleeding. Well, I didn't <laughs> yeah. to revive him. Oh my god. Because <laughs> remember, medicine was awesome. Mm-hmm. And he quickly recovered, but here's the thing he still is in quite the little conundrum, isn't he? Because he is still sentenced to death and they can just string him right back up yeah. and hang him again, right? Luckily, Ambrose had quote book learning, as we know. Yep. He did something with his time in purgatory. He, he, no, he remember he he was educated and he worked for a lawyer. So oh, he yeah, could that. read and know. write and, and count and things like that. <laughs> and it just so happened the private his pussy up. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> Stepdad pussy up. The privateers needed someone just like that on their voyage. Because oh, as hey. pirates do. The captain said, Okay, I'll Mickey Deal, you come with us. You work as my, I don't know, clerk. I don't know, whatever. Mm. And we'll take you out to sea and you'll be beyond the reach of the law. It's a win win, right? And luckily for everyone, because everyone loves an underdog, several people saw this happen and knew this was happening, but no one ratted him out in the next three days before mm-hmm. that privateer ship went out to sea. So, because they could have told the law and he yeah. would have been rehung, but he wasn't. So, very nice. Very nice of you, people mm-hmm. of deal. Why? Man, I'm tired. of it. rooting for him at this point. He's really likable. So Ambrose Gwinnett finds himself a half-hanged man sailing for the West Indies with a band of privateers, which beat dying. Yeah. so going to get scurvy. Uh, he, yeah, maybe. Six months nah, maybe. into their pirating, the ship found itself off the Florida coast preying on Spanish ships as they had a right to by the, by the rule of the day. Unfortunately, they found themselves surrounded by a squadron of Spanish men of war. A, a flotilla, mm, A little one. I think three. But still, oh. outnumbered, outgunned, they were captured. And the Wah-wah. ship and the men were taken to Havana. Oh, nana. And <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do a copyright song that I aborted. <laughs> <avoided. laughs> it's okay. And there he was put in prison with the others. And for three long years, Ooh. he was there. A prisoner of the Spanish until Britain and Spain finally called a truce. Phew! But not so fast. We're not doing with the Ambrose. Uh uh, 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 uh uh They were gonna let him go. and uh, They're, you know, I guess prisoner swamp, I guess? I don't know. But the ship he was going to be put on with his other folks from the privateer boat was going to Pennsylvania.
0: Oh, God. That's worse than any other punishment. That is very far set down from Havana.
1: Wow. You guys are bad. What is the... I didn't mean it like that. is <laughs> Philadelphia. Like, <sighs> fucked out. Yeah. Pittsburgh's a... Uh, oh, Pittsburgh, it's, it's too. A, happened in town. I like Harrisburg, not like Happened Happening town. So, uh, well, understand. anyway, I didn't mean that's, that. He didn't think like, ooh Pennsylvania. <laughs> he... That's a shithole. I mean, no. back then, yeah, you're probably right.
0: No, back then, was the Philadelphia the...
1: Capital? capital? It, it was a shizzle. There was yeah. no capital. It's so a 1710. That's, part of true. that's true. So, which You're is actually right. critical. It's critical because <laughs> that means, like, so, I guess it's Point. 1713 now still. We're part of England. And that's, that's important because he realized, oh wait, that's English territory there in Pennsylvania. I am still a wanted man and can mm-hmm. be true. hung. And I guess he figured, you know, because of the internet, someone there might recognize him in Pennsylvania from his obscure crime yeah. in Kent from three years ago. I mean, come on. Anyway. He said he was scared. He didn't want to go back there. So he convinced the Spanish governor there in Havana to keep him on. And remember that book learning? Yeah, I was going to say, because he could count. That's what he did. Mm -hmm, So the governor kept him on as a kind of a clerk and said, yeah, you can work here for me. And you'll be especially useful because you know Spanish and English because no one else did. But they said he could interrogate American and English pirates that they occasionally captured and brought to Havana. So he was going to work for them as a clerk, interrogate people who spoke spoke English because if he was fluent in Spanish by now, that kind yeah. of thing. Barcelona,
0: yeah.
1: Then comes one of the greatest coincidences ever in the history of humankind. It's about three months later. He's been where He's been clerking for the Havana governor, right? Yeah. The Spanish capture another British pirate vessel and they towed it into Havana Harbor. The prisoners were brought to the governor's house so Ambrose can give him, you know, his good once over, like he did. And one of them he sees is that, that guy looks kind of familiar to me. I can't quite place him, which is hilarious.
0: I know who it is.
1: So a short time later, he was able, this is hilarious. He was able to get permission from the governor to take some of the prisoners on a trip into town. Like a day (laughs) pass. Oh my God. This is baffling.
0: Have field a field trip.
1: Trip. It sounds very weird. Can we apparently, give Frank apparently they were the, this group. I don't know <laughs> if they thought maybe they're what? What he said? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> this group they weren't quite prisoners. He, he says something about oh they were just staying in the prison until they could find them nicer lodgings or something like that. So I'm not really,
2: really, really. <laughs> you okay, little beast <laughs> I'm not
1: completely clear what their uh, status was, but there were some quasi prisoners at least. Let's say they are forced guests. Of the governor of Havana, there they were on shackles mm. the whole time. No, I don't think so. I don't um, think so because they got a day pass.
0: Was it illegal to Uh-oh. be? No, it wasn't illegal to be homeless. No,
1: it's none of that thing. No. I think <laughs> you're overthinking this. <laughs> Not <either. laughs> back then, 1713, <laughs> exactly. remember? Yeah, so
0: like they wanted to just lock up people on the you know. Well,
1: you remember, they're captured or, privateers, this is so weird. Oh, okay. it's, it's strange. They should have been in, in irons, but I guess they weren't. Yeah. So he has a few of them. He takes, I don't know. Lily, <laughs> where are you going, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Lily's funny. So he takes a, attack me. She so takes a, he takes a few of them, and I guess I don't know. They're promenading along the Havana boardwalk there on Promenade. their day pass, <laughs> and he kind of like gets alone behind the others <laughs> with the one that he kind of recognized, and he said, asked him, "Have you ever been to Deal in Kent?" He said, recognition lighted in the man's eyes and tears swelled in his eyes so quote from ambrose Uh sir if you have and you be the man i take you for you see before you one of the most unfortunate of humankind sir is your name collins yes the man said And, and he comes he follows up with richard collins no. oh shit I'm sorry I'm Bob Collins <laughs> yeah. I, I feel really bad you look like you're really anticipating that no uh, but he says yes I'm Richard Collins he says then said I I was hanged and gibbeted on your account in England <laughs> this is a nice icebreaker I guess you bitch. Uh, yeah. no but he's <laughs> like I mean Collins is like, just feels awful so Ambrose tells him the whole sort of story and at first Collins is like I don't know if I believe this but then quote from Ambo- Ambrose He backed it up by, quote, by the most serious asseverations pronounced in the most solemn manner. Well,
0: Collins came around and believed him. Uh (laughs) He just told me again just like (laughs) real forcefully.
1: (laughs) He goes, okay, you know what? I believe you. I feel really terrible that you were hung on my account, but what can we do about it? You're here now, so what you bitching? (laughs) 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 Collins (laughs) then told Ambrose what happened to him that terrible, terrible night. So, he said, I'm gonna Collins, know. said he was still feeling unwell. Because remember, he had been out of sorts, whatever, and had been bled earlier in the yeah. day. So he still felt unwell, and he woke while Ambrose must have been in the privy because he was alone. And he found that he had torn off the bandage from his bleeding, I guess it's in his arm, uh-huh. and it had bled all over the bed. Yes, all that blood. Yeah. In his nightdress, hmm. he set off for the a uh, hair cutter. That's the quote. So it's like the barber surgeon. Remember? Yeah. The, oh, uh, yeah. I am a
0: hair cutter. So the hair
1: cutter led you.
0: Hair salon. <laughs> which
1: in which I will also bleed you. I will <laughs> so also, has those razors <laughs> for yeah. a reason. I will open a vein. So it's amazing how long bleeding was a thing. Just yeah. it, it blood letting. Absolutely is a net negative. Anyway, he, literally, yeah, Always. it really is. It makes you weaker. So he he says, "Hey, he went over there thinking I'll get him to redress my wound." and all will be fine, right? So he, it's just across the street, by the way, so he, he walks across the street, but on the way there, again, across the street, imagine the bad luck here, Collins was attacked by a group of ruffians who were going to press-gang him. That was essentially, that was basically the reason for the War of 1812, where essentially, you basically, it was called shanghai Yeah, where they would capture people on the street sometimes they'd knock them out or whatever sometimes they just capture them and they'd knock them out take them onto a ship and they'd be in the, on the ocean when they woke up and guess what you're now a sailor for a three hour three year Damn. tour of pirating or whatever or whatever they needed to do the, the British Navy was doing that to Americans oh my god he got Shanghai and, and he got Shanghai so Collins was press ganged on his next across wow. the street walk <laughs> to the barber surgeon and they took him, they forced him on board a, a different privateering vessel than his own privateering vessel. They didn't, he said, look, I'm already a privateer. I have my own ship. They said, we don't believe you. You're coming to ours. So he passed out from his loss of blood now. And when he came to, his money, which he had apparently kept in his nightclothes, was what? gone. So he, he, they take him to their ship. He passes out. When he wakes up, his money's gone. So, which means he must have had his money with him yeah. in his nightclothes. I guess that's possible. If had well, a yeah, that's somewhere. true. Yeah. If you're sleeping yeah. in strange places suppose, every night, yeah, you'd keep it on your person. Yeah. yeah. But go. Th- yeah, but they took his money and said, yeah. "Well, you know what? We're going to get a bunch of booty and stuff. You can have your share of that. You're not booty. getting your money back." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, who knew pirates were thieves? Uh-huh. So, the ship sailed to sea. Three months later, like Ambrose's ship, Colin says their ship was captured off the coast of Florida by the Spanish, and eventually. It must have been a certain amount of time. It must have been a long time they found their way to Havana just like he had. Because remember, it was three years. Yeah. So it's been three and a half years at this point since original hanging, which a little queasy about the timing here. Queasy. So this is good, thinks Ambrose, right? I can go back to England. You can tell him that I didn't kill you because you're alive. Yeah. And everything's going to be great, right? Yeah, you can come too if you want. Just gushing Yeah. That's (laughs) it. The governor of Havana, remember, he luckily had a very uh, soft spot for Ambrose. So he said, you know what? Yep. You guys can both go back to England. Oh, My work. treat.
2: Go home.
1: <laughs> Please, up with you. Ah, uh, but fate was not done with Ambrose just yet. Or Richard. Or Richard. On the morning he was to leave, Ambrose goes to meet Richard's ship. Richard's already on the ship. So he goes to meet the ship. Uh-oh. Or maybe it was at night. I can't remember. And he finds that it had already sailed off. Oh, They're what they left without. Out, um, you know? dude. So yeah, so he's like, "There, what the fuck?" And someone what? says, "You know what? what They're going to come mean, in dude? close to harbor." Uh, I guess around like a point or something like that. They'll be close to harbor again, like a mile away. If you go across this road, you can hurry there. And I bet you could flag them down. So he takes off. He races that mile. <gasps> he chases the bus. He does. He basically chases the bus. And he, he, <laughs> the bus and it, he gets there and he sees the ship off there. And he's like, frankly, hey, 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 it's me. It's me. You forgot What are me. they going to do? They, he hailed them. They hailed back and said, okay, well, brakes. wait. So they stopped the ship and he got a rowboat to take him out there. And they, So the rowboat takes him out there. But then about 50 yards from the ship, he's looking for Richard. There's no Richard. In fact, this is not his ship. Oh, no. This, worse yet, a a, a small band of pirates who had been in prison escaped about three or four days ago. This was a ship they had, and they remembered him from his interrogations of them (sighs) just a few days ago. So they said, you're coming aboard, asshole.
0: Oh, And man. he did.
1: So he was Shanghaied one more time. Oh he was God. now an involuntary pirate again. Ugh. But this was a true fall on pirate ship, not even a semi-legal privateer. Yeah. And he he was a vo- involuntary pirate for ten years. Oh my gosh! And they were assholes. <laughs> these pirates again. Go figure. In the first four years he's on board this ship, there were eleven murders among the crew. He said basically they, when they when they attack ships or landed on a port and they would you know they do their depredations of raping and murdering um among um, other people in between when they got sea they did it among themselves yeah. they, it oh, was just goodness. a nightmare it was like Oz on a boat
0: it was like Tiger King yeah.
1: <laughs> and it was this boat was under the command of a drunken Irishman oh, I'm sorry the proverbial drunken Irishman yeah his name is Brian Walsh and according to Ambrose he was a most Execrable! Oh, I can't pronounce that goddamn word. Execrable. That's it. Execrable. Execrable and bloody villain. I hate that word so why so did fuck I have to say it? It's bad. He was a bad guy. Oh, he like, was terrible. He I was. think of
0: it as like excrement. Yes. You I know? Like it's like bad. a piece of shit.
1: So over the years they prey on some Spanish vegetables and they accumulate a tremendous amount of booty and they have this <laughs> They have this island off of Mexico where they, they have this like their little stronghold essentially, right? Off of Mexico? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're basically they're in the, the Gulf. of the Caribbean. Yeah, the, um, uh, the Caribbean. Jesus. Yeah. Right? The Gulf of Mexico, it, Caribbean, it go, that yeah. whole area. Sadly, Brian Walsh dies when they Sadly. attacked a ship. It's a Spanish vessel, and it had a bunch of rum and sugar on it. Many of including the captain, drank the rum. Apparently, it was bad rum. <laughs> and they, and they oh, you got sick, and some died, including the captain, Brian Walsh. Wow. Hi. But he, again he took a liking and th- this is by the way when they when they took that ship that with the rum and the sugar they had fought back so they killed everybody including the cabin boy who's probably like 9 Dang. and Uh-oh. so it was kind of karma you know that they a lot of them got sick on the bad rum but anyway yeah less sadly at least for ambrose room. Walsh left the biggest share of his own riches to Ambrose and what? named him the new captain of the pirate ship. Why? He, just he liked him. Like him to he took like when, when he was first um captured. The one of the men who knew him from being interrogated on back on shore, like literally said, I recognize that guy, took a knife and just went for him and stabbed oh him in the God. neck.
0: Ambrose oh my and God. Ambrose,
1: the captain. At the last second, put his cane between so it just was a, a, a glancing blow rather than being killed. And oh from that God. point on, he just kind of took a shine to him and liked him, even though Ambrose thought he was a bloodthirsty monster, which he which he was.
2: What the hell? So
1: he was kind of the captain's favorite, right? I mean, seriously, people just liked Ambrose. That's all was to the it. The
0: luckiest, unluckiest yeah. guy ever. Tell me about it.
1: So he was he was just a likable dude. They named the new captain. The crew apparently goes along with it, says, Okay. You're the new captain, you know, bookkeeper.
0: All right, pretty chill.
1: But now Ambrose figures, this is my time to do the right thing, right? He orders the ship. You know what? We're going to sail for Jamaica. Ooh. And I have an idea, guys. Let's just settle down there with all of our booty. We have tons of money. we got plenty of money. We'll settle down in Jamaica. We won't be pirates anymore. We'll live a happy, contented life. And they said, you know what? Cool. They went along with it. And let's not pretend, by the way, to see the contradiction that Jamaica was just as English as Pennsylvania. So he should not <laughs> want to go there. It was. Yes. Oh.
0: This is seventeen. I don't know what time, seventeen,
1: yeah. seventeen or eighteen or something like that. It was very much English uh, <laughs> territory. So why he's okay with going to Jamaica, but not Pennsylvania? You know what? Let's just power through. Yeah. Right? So again, though, bad fortune struck. The ship sunk in a storm. <laughs> Sixty leagues <laughs> off their island hideaway, in Mexico, but they survived. But they had to throw overboard everything, including all of their treasure. Oh, this did what's not- what's the s- point? I honestly, I'd throw myself over I'd, too. Shit. Yeah, bitch! Yeah. I'd be throwing crew people over. Yeah, but they had to throw. They threw everything over. Well, you're a capitalist, aren't you? Well, I mean, yeah. it's I the whole easier going to Jamaica. <laughs> I know. I'm Come kidding. on, man. And you know what? You're a pirate. I guess you can keep pirating, I guess, and make your money yeah, back.
0: Yeah, I guess he's set back.
1: <laughs> Let's move on. i read, 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 a, read a, go see a motivational speaker and get right back on that horse. Yeah, Pull yourself okay. up by your own pirate boots. Easy come, easy mm-hmm. go. So, unfortunately, it wasn't that easy for Ambrose because a few of the crewmen said, you know what? We wouldn't have done this if you hadn't convinced us to go to Jamaica in the first place, dickhead. So they grabbed him by his belt, the scruff of his neck, and they tossed him overboard. 60 yeah. leagues, mind you, from the coast. <laughs> he's a dead man. So he swims for almost an hour, and he's exhausted. I don't even know where he's swimming. He's, he's you know, yeah, I guess it. maybe he's trading water, but he said he swam for three quarters of an hour. And he finally is about to give it up. He's saying his last prayers. He's just going to let himself sink and go down.
0: Just float on your back.
1: Okay. 60 leagues. <weeks. laughs> Forever. For <a> <laughs> he, see, he looks in the distance, though, and he sees something in the distance. He thinks, hey, is that a barrel? And wait a yeah. second. I'm getting a little closer. Oh, my God. That's not a barrel. It's a boat. Oh, It's one of the lifeboats that had become separated from the ship during the storm from the previous night. Mm. Oh, my God. Perfect. Lucky Ambrose. So he gets to the boat. He gets on and sustaining himself with, I shit you not, tobacco. He found Ooh. tobacco in his pocket. So I guess he's eating tobacco, I guess. And leaves. For yeah. 30 hours. And then what happens? A Spanish ship pulls up and rescues him. <laughs> his luck was seriously. he was either insanely good luck or the most over-the-top horrific bad yeah. luck ever. So he's picked up by a Spanish ship from his little boat. But fate, again, is still not finished with Ambrose Gwinnett. One of the sailors, so they—they uh, they take, he takes his clothes off dry, to dry them out. He goes in a hammock to sleep. He falls asleep. One of the, While he's asleep, one of the sailors is hanging his clothes up to dry and they find in his pockets some papers. And I don't know how, but somehow the papers indicate that he's a pirate. Oh. I don't know what kind of pirate papers they had at the detected and he survived <laughs> in his being tossed up aboard. And pirate papers. Bad
2: words in them.
1: I guess. The papers I said, I am a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> so signed, Ambrose <laughs> Grenette. So somehow this indicates he's a pirate. So they actually, they, they get back to Point Royal Port Royal, he is put in prison as oh. a pirate. Oh my god. He is. He should say,
0: check with the governor of Havana.
1: Yes, he should, actually. You're right. He liked yeah. me. Yeah, that's a yes. good point. Yeah. Well, instead, I was a
0: clerk and I, and I was shanghai
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, people believe him. I, well, I mean, if he said it earnestly like he did before, to that's Collins, right, they'd yeah. believe him. So they said, we're taking him back to Spain as a pirate so that he sails back to Cadiz. And there he is sentenced to. A life of being basically a galley slave. Oh. That's they. You make you row the boats. Uh, they had sails, but I guess they also had oars. So you got to you got to row them oars for you know the rest of your life as a slave. Nice. Now, what is
0: he like? Mid thirties by now? Uh,
1: probably. It's been a long time. Yeah. it's hard to keep track of time. He doesn't. He doesn't do a timeline in his own book, yeah. which is, angers me. Yeah. Oh but, my god. So they're off. They're in the the Mediterranean now, and they're doing the Spanish shit and they're fighting. <sighs> ah. Pirates, as you know, the Barbary Coast is there in North Africa, and they're battling some Algerian pirates one day, and he loses his leg in that battle. Yeah, don't know how. And by by the way, that's also from Graham Farrell in his own account. He doesn't mention losing a leg, but either way, they're captured by the Algerian pirates, and he is so either he lost a leg and he was no good to the Spanish anymore, so they sent him home. R he was capt- captured by the Al- Algerians where he was a slave in Algiers until later the English signed a peace treaty with the day of Algiers ending hostilities in 1730. And again, he was sent home. You pick. I don't, you know, I, I like, I'll go with the pirate one, the, the one in Algiers and stuff like that. So apparently he has leg in his own version, but he's kind of a wreck. So it's 1730, he's been gone for 20 years. Yeah. He's sent home back to Kent or back to England at least. He makes his way back to Kent and he finds all of his relations, really everybody he knew, is dead. Oh, Because it is the 1700s. Yeah. You didn't live very well. all got
0: smallpox or
1: syphilis. Yep. They all died of those things. Even worse though, he finds out that Collins also never came home. His ship did not make it back to England.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Presumably it sunk too. Yeah. The ship sank a lot. So, here he is, in England, still a wanted man, though, honestly, he must have been unrecognizable. on your name at that, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Nobody's, yeah. Nobody remembers you. No My one name who... is
1: Pirate Jones. <laughs> no, don't, don't go with Pirate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's true. Almost, almost anything but that. <laughs> Hi, I'm Highway Robber <laughs> Kent. So, he, uh, but man, you know, no one who, who gave a shit and wanted to see him hung is alive anymore, so yeah. whatever. He figures, I need to leave Kent, so he goes to London, I guess in search of anonymity, right? He finds himself without a a means of... So he he gets a job sweeping, I guess, the tracks between... I guess the area between tracks at Charing Cross. He was a crossing sweeper. I think that's what it is. I don't know. It's amazing that's a thing, though. You just sweep that area. That's what you do. We have other people who sweep other parts of the area, and they're not crossing sweepers. They're, I don't know, whatever. So soon, though, he even lost even that job because he was kind of enfeebled from his days as a prisoner and pirate and stuff like that. He may or may
0: not have lost a leg
1: yeah he either did or not lose yeah. leg, I'm not sure. and he is reduced to begging. Oh he died presumably forgotten and penniless until his story was told in a book published in 1850. Oh so yes, your question is that you had a while ago is quite on the money so he what wrote this and then I don't know what Tucked it away when for did write it? Years? <laughs> What happened to the manuscript for over a century? Uh, that's not clear. I have no idea. But huh. the book was published as The Life and Voyages and Adventures of Ambrose Gwinnett and then like a half a page of subtitles. Because they honestly, titles back in those days basically told the entire story. And then it, and it was huh. sold for a penny apiece in 1850. Ooh. A penny apiece. Yep. So that's the story of Ambrose Gwinnett, the half-hanged... Man, we don't know he half again, hanged,
0: half drowned, half, half
1: everything, half, half legged.
0: <laughs> you, damn.
1: It turns out though that people were hanged unsuccessfully in England for years. It wasn't super uncommon. Mm-hmm, wow. i heard of that. How are you so die. bad? Because they had the short the drop, they right? Until the they oh, they, yeah. Yeah. they invented the long drop. Remember we had that we had that episode on the on the worst yes, hangman we ever. Did. And um <laughs> before they invented the long drop in the latter part of the 19th <laughs> century, when you know. You had a broken neck and that took care of the whole being half hung yeah. you were successfully hanged every time at that point but before that you could you, you if, if you didn't if you had a little bit of air getting through you could live depending on how long they left you up there depending on various factors graham ferrell's book as a matter of fact has several unsuccessful hangings and incidents from the uh, 17th and 18th century my favorite is this one I'll, I'll give you a quick rendition of it it's a woman named anne green she was a servant She was impregnated by a D-bag son of her master, Sir Thomas Reed. Okay? The kid, the son, denied it. I don't know. I don't know what she's talking about. I didn't get her pregnant. She miscarried, and so she was tried for murder because, you know, she had been pregnant, and now she wasn't pregnant anymore. She must have killed the the fetus. That was the reasoning. Oh, my gosh. Now, she was tried, convicted, and then hanged in Oxford in 1650 because she had been pregnant. And no, now was no well, longer. They just, yeah, yeah. Well, you must have killed it. What the, uh, as she yikes. twitched at the end of the rope, though, her friends grabbed hold of her body and Ooh. swung on her to hasten her death.
0: Oh my god! Which
1: was I was about truly to say sisters
0: for life, but I take it back. <laughs> no,
1: that was the custom. You did that as a as a solid as a favor. You really yeah. did. Remember, we talked about that in the in, yes. the, in the worst hangman because you you're choking slowly to death. So your friends and family would try to speed up the process. Yeah. Break my neck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh Choke my me up. And me, but like swing you're serious. You <laughs> <Wee>! <laughs> you're hanging. <laughs> Let's go swing from I Auntie. Like a so they're swinging from her, and for good measure, an equally helpful soldier repeatedly slams her with the butt of his musket oh also God. to just aware. Right? Spear her along, he just in it. the body. In the abdomen. Yeah. So, <laughs> so after 15 minutes, she was cut down, and she's taken to a house where two doctors had arranged to dissect her, as as they did. Remember that's a time where it's only legal to experiment or learn from bodies of yeah. of convicted criminals mm-hmm. of, of people who were executed. Yeah. And so they had arranged, they had paid whatever her family, I don't know, and to take her to this. Her friends took her to this house a little ways away. Then they waited for the doctors to arrive. They weren't there yet, right? As they were waiting, one of them notices, hey, you know what? Anne's still breathing a little bit. <gasps> so one of her friends then got into the coffin and stomped on her breast and stomach to finish I her am off.
0: Right, bruh. Why not revive her? There you go.
1: Why not revive her? No, 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 no. Their first thought was, "Let's." oh, my gosh, she's suffering. Let's finish her off. I kind of think they didn't like like it a lot. Maybe not. Maybe not, yeah. In those days, though, that was called doing a solid. So the two doctors get there, and honestly, surprisingly, instead of saying, you know what, go ahead and finish her off because we want our body, they said, no, what are you doing? We could revive her. So they frantically worked to revive her and after a day or two she had fully regained consciousness after another few days she was completely normal
0: oh my god she was fine you better work and she
1: had all she had all her wits about her as they said
0: there should be a lot if you survive all of that you're free sometimes Mm -hmm.
1: occasionally you'd get pardoned for that in fact
0: double jeopardy bitch
1: other than her aches and bruises from all the stomping and the musket hits (laughs) she was okay so it it did it caused a sensation and there's this hue and cry to you know uh, pardon her well and
0: I'm surprised they didn't drown her as a witch <laughs> yeah, so. and 15, yeah. maybe yeah yeah
1: well that they, they took it as a sign that she maybe really was innocent maybe she was telling the truth the whole time right so now mind you this is after a trial and conviction now and only now someone tracks down the midwife who had been attending her and asked her did she have a miscarriage the midwife says, Yes, she had a miscarriage. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah, perfect
1: timing. Can you imagine that? No one does that, you know, before she's hanged. But they do it after she survives a hanging. So she's reprieved, pardoned, and she's also flush with some cash because they took up a collection for her. You better work. Give me money too. And she went on her merry way, I'm assuming dying of cholera a year later. Mm Because it was still 1650. Tuberculosis too. (laughs) Both. Sir Thomas Reed, who was the father of the son who impregnated her. Of the Holy Ghost. He was told the news of her survival while he was eating dinner and he immediately choked to death. Oh! <laughs> Score she one is a witch. More. She might yeah. be. Score one more for karma there because that was awesome. Mm. So that was half hanging in the old days. It led to these astounding coincidences and adventures for Ambrose Are It led to the, I don't know, the ravings of a homeless man yeah. in London in 1730 or so who who told some stories to people to get some more money that were later that century later were published by some hack writer who I'm sure embellished the shit out of it in 1850 to sell some books. Yeah. You you I don't know. It's supposedly true.
0: It sounds like a movie. <laughs> it would be we'll a
1: great movie. see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see Stranger um, Things have <gasps> happened. Uh who's the guy who he can play against type? Um Martin Freeman. I see Martin oh. Freeman as Ambrose Gwinnett.
0: He's
1: too old. Oh, you're right. Sheesh. Yeah. Okay. I'll think of someone. Tom Holland? You know, he's English. He doesn't have to play Spider Man. You know, he can do something there, between Spider Man. There's an
0: age in between those two yeah. men. <laughs> yeah. He
1: might be <laughs> well,
0: too young. It starts out
1: when he's 21 years old.
0: Yeah. Okay. So maybe he's. Well, how old do you think many. Tom Holland
1: is? He's like 20 years old. They,
0: well, they're going to have to age him yeah. for like the. Yeah.
1: Life. And then they'd have to age him yeah. quite a bit. But they can do that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, you that's magic, just, bitch. Yeah, CGI, baby. This probably wouldn't have that kind of budget. Anyway, okay. uh that's the story of Ambrose Gwinnett, the well, half-hanged thanks, man. That's crazy. I it choose is.
0: to believe it's all it's true. Me too.
1: I want to believe it's all true. Yep. I want to believe. I do. I do. <laughs> Who knows? He may have. You know, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he did something like this happen again. People were improperly Shanghai. hung all the time yeah. people were Shanghai something like that Maybe sure. was there some embellishment maybe yeah. was he really named the captain of the pirate <laughs> ship probably yeah. not yeah. but you know you embellish a little bit I would make a great story make a good story into a great story keep
0: it funky keep it fresh yeah. I'm gonna embellish my memoir a lot damn right yes. you are <laughs> <laughs> Oprah will love it <laughs> Oprah
1: will believe every word of it so that's it thanks Dean thank you you're welcome Come All find us
0: at weirdworld.com, weirdworldpodcast at gmail, weirdworldpodcast on Instagram and Facebook and Patreon, and weirdworldpod on Twitter. Sure. <coughs> I have a little thingy in my throat.
1: Yes, you do. How fun. <laughs> okay, see you guys next time.
0: Yeah, bye. Thanks have for you. listening. See ya.